0: And this whole thing, we've been through uh, uh, this series for like what? This is the third week. We're going to dive into Act, uh, Luke chapter 17 today. And we'll read uh, uh, about eight verses there. It's one of the best known stories in Scripture. And when I say story, I don't mean a, uh, like a, a metaphor or a parable that Jesus told. This is actually an account of what happened to him. And it's the healing of the ten lepers. If you've been in church for any length of time, everybody knows that because it all way surrounds this season. But I believe, uh, you know, I tend to steer away from those well-known stories because I'm just like, well, people have heard that so much. Uh, But I really believe the Lord's got a word for us through that. Today, all right. So, in this series on uh, everyday acts, we're talking about how to do these things, make these things a part of our life every day. Because I'm telling you, church, if you're not intentional, you will not do things. Um, I'm so thankful that I've been a list person for most of my life. And you know what I mean what, by being a list person? We taught our kids to be list people. Shea drilled it into them, and I would go into noah 's little bathroom when he was a kid. He would go uh, he and Savannah they had their own little bathroom and I would go in there and noah would we would go off on a vacation or something and and he would s- put stuff in there like uh, pack teddy bear <laughs> don 't forget toothbrush like little things like that and we we 've always in Inspired our children to make lists because we forget things. If you're intentional, you won't forget those things. I've made today two notes to myself that I won't forget things that I need to do later in the week. Um, if we don't make intentional acts, I'm telling you, you will forget things. Like, like, for instance, when, this is not for condemnation, but when was the last time you prayed for an unsaved person in your family, all right? That's a regular thing for me. But there will go a day or two that I won't pray that. And I'll go like, wait, I can't believe I didn't pray for my unsaved family members. Is that important? Yeah, it's important. That's why it's like, man, it's okay to have reminders for these very important things that we do. So what are some of the acts that we're talking about? We're just using this little acronym here. Adoration, that's praise. We spent a lot of time this morning doing that this morning. Confession. I'm so excited that I've seen people this week, uh, even when I've been in, in groups of people, um, that we weren't really doing anything uh, uh spiritual necessarily, and people would make confessions. And that was a great message. If you missed it last week, go online and check that one out. And then, of course, today, we're really going to be focusing on Thanksgiving. Now, when we're talking about Thanksgiving, um, this is what Thanksgiving is. It's an expression of gratitude, especially unto God. Listen, that came out of Merriam-Webster, and I was shocked at the last part. It's an expression of gratitude, especially unto God when we think about thanksgiving. Psalm 107 and 1 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Like, man, giving thanks to God for all of the incredible things that we have. But here's the second thing that I want to point out to you. It's a readiness to show appreciation and to return kindness. I want you to remember that last part, return kindness, because that's going to be important in the account that we're going to read this morning from Luke chap- uh, Acts chapter 17. A readiness to show appreciation. So when I'm giving thanks, there's this readiness in me that it's always there to show appreciation and return kindness. I remember my dad just teaching me these little life lessons that I remember Where I was, I remember the truck that he had, you know, they're just like burned into me, these little things. And I remember him saying to me one day, he says, son, if anybody ever buys you a meal, don't ever forget to tell them thank you. I don't know why that was so burned in my memory, but I'm like, man, when somebody buys me a meal, that's a big thing. And I appreciate that. And I make sure that they know. Hey, thank you so much for honoring me that way. That means a lot to me. There's this readiness that lives within me to thank people. There's this readiness that lives within me to thank people. Who want to buy me lunch. (laughs) It's there. And it's waiting. I'm just putting that out there. So Luke chapter 17. Let's turn there. We're going to read this about Jesus and these lepers that he came in contact with. Are you there? Verse 11. As Jesus continued onward towards Jerusalem, he reached the border between, circle between, Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there... Ten lepers stood at a distance crying out, Jesus, Master, circle it. Have mercy, circle it on us. He looked at them and he said, Go show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed, circle it, of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw, circle it. That he was healed, circle it. Came back to Jesus shouting, Circle it. Praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. I'm not going to talk about that, but that would be a good one to circle too, and you can go figure out why. Jesus asked, didn't I heal? Circle it. Ten men? Where are the other nine? No one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner Circle that one, too. I'm not going to talk about it. And Jesus said to the man, Stand up and go. uh, Stand up and go. Your faith... I guess you could circle that one. I'm not going to talk about it. Your faith has healed. Circle that. Your faith has healed you. All right. Did you follow the story uh, along well enough, even though I was interrupting it constantly with all the circle words? So, the recap is this Jesus is on his way. He's probably on his way back to Galilee. And he's going through uh, the borders of Galilee and Samaria as he makes his way. These people come into contact. He's not going there to meet him, they're coming out to meet him. He's not going to meet them, they're coming out to meet him. And so, as they do, they call out to him, Hey, man, uh, would you have mercy on us? Have pity on us. And he's like, Go show yourself to the priest. Because that was the ceremonial, it was the legal thing that had to be done. Like they were the ones that, you know, you got a building inspector uh, that, that gives you a certificate of occupancy. Well, he was the one, the priest was the one that gave you the right to come back into society. Um, they had to stay on the outskirts of town many time in uh, in kind of encampments where all the lepers were together. And here's the thing: that while they were well, mm, this is a sermon in and of itself. While they were well, while they didn't have any issues, they 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 were separated. The Jews were over here. The Samaritans were over here. But when they were sick, see, when you're sick, everybody's in the same boat. Don't matter how much money you got, doesn't matter what kind of education and schooling you got, what kind of house you live in or what kind of car you drive, when you got cancer, you got cancer. You know, when when you're sick, when you're caught in adultery, you know, everybody's the same when they're sick. And so you got foreigners, Samaritans, you got Jews, they're all in these kind of uh, camps. And so Jesus, he comes in, he says, go show yourself to the priests, they do. One of them sees that he's healed. He goes back to Jesus. Jesus asks, where are the other nine? Didn't I heal ten of you? And then he falls down, and you get the point. All right, so here's what I want to share with you this morning. There are a few words that I had you to to circle there, and here's what I want you to understand, that some of you right now, I know because I'm in close relationship with you, and then there are others here that maybe I might not be, and people here might be watching today, that you're in a place of in-between. All right, now you you have to, where did he find these people? Where did he come into contact with these people? He came into them in this place of in-betweenness. And in-betweenness is that place where you've left your comfort zone. You're not at your home. They're not at their home. They're not sleeping in their beds. They're sleeping on cots or ground somewhere. It's uncomfortable. It's not fun. They're they're there. And so they're in this place. They've left their comfort zone. They've left their place of familiarity. And they're in this place of in-betweenness they're not healed yet they're not back home they're not in their businesses maybe they had dreams and visions of things that they wanted to do and they're not there that's the future of where they want to be and they're caught in between this place they're not in their comfort zone but they're not uh out, out here in their blessing either in the future and so they're caught in this in between place have you ever been to that place where it's like man i'm i've stepped out and i did this and where is god You ever been at that place where I, I I should just go back to where I was and just be there because that was familiar to me. That was easy to me. I know how to do that. I don't know how to do this budget thing uh, a year in advance. Like, but you're, 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 you don't even have your budget yet. And yet, you know, you don't want to go back there. So you're in this place of in between. In between is a miserable place sometimes. In between is a place that you're not comfortable with. can be a scary place it can be a fearful place it can be a place that is hard to give thanks when you're in between oh we can we can say god thank you for those years of ministry we can look back and say thank you that you provided this and this and this and this i don't like this and i don't have that So it's hard to be thankful in your in-between. But I want to ask you if you'll just step out and thank him in spite of where you are and how you feel. And right now, all of the angst that somebody might be feeling in this house about what, what, what you don't have. Just thank him for what you do have. Here's the kind of God we serve, All right, Here's the kind of God we serve. God meets us in the in-between places. Come on, man. Somebody ought to be shouting on that. Like, he meets us in the in-between places. Like, he's headed to Galilee. He doesn't say, well, you're going to have to make it over to Galilee. You're going to have to have an appointment with me. I was talking to somebody about appointments this morning. And it's like, they're months and months and months out before that appointment. And it's like, hey, you're just tough out of luck. We don't serve that kind of God. We serve a God that, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thou ride and thy staff, they comfort me. God, you make a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Surely, surely, surely at the end of that, my cup is running over. In the middle, in the middle of war that's going on, the warfare that you've been experiencing, the warfare that we have been experiencing, for years in our ministry I'm telling you God is in that place God is in that place I'm I'm not ashamed to tell you uh, maybe I should be but I'm not ashamed to tell you me and God we had some round and rounds I've been in conversations with God and it's like I don't like why I'm here I don't like I I feel like I've done this and this and this and I've been faithful and I'm pleading my case to God is what I'm doing I'm just whining, really. And I'm like, and, and, and I, don't, I don't think I deserve this. I don't think I deserve being here. I think I deserve better, God. Now, y- none of y'all are arrogant enough to pray those <laughs> prayers. But I am transparent, and I just tell you. And I'm just like, I don't see why this is happening to me. I'm better than this, God. I've been fair. I've been just. I've been faithful. I don't understand this. And then on top, y'all, this is my in-between. And then on top of that, I don't just have this going on. Then, then my personal world, my family, like, are you kidding me? And I'm, so I'm, I'm in this place, and I'm like, I don't like this place. I think you're an unjust God. You may never have said it. Jesus said if you thought it, you might as well say it. That's why I usually say it. Because <laughs> you cannot hide it from him. I just feel like you're being really unfair right now, God. I feel like you're just being really unjust, God. God. I feel like you've deserted me, God. And to, you know, a lot of times I'm too transparent. I gotta be careful because sometimes I'm transparent with other people's lives. It's all right if I'm transparent about my life, you know, but when, I'm tra- when I start being transparent, you know, with Shay or somebody else, you gotta be careful. I get that. But man, I'm like, God, I don't like where I'm at. I'm having a hard time thanking you because I'm in the in-between. But here's the kind of God we serve. He meets us in the in-between. Isn't that beautiful? God meets us in the in-between times. He says, yea, though I walk through that valley. He says, I will be with you always, even until the end of the world. I'm, I'm your ride or die rife. I'm your ride or die. And whoever had the wisdom to write that thing about the footprints. You know. Lord, there was only one set of footprints in the sand. Now that's me. I didn't write it, but I might have. I might as well have. You know. God, there's only one set. You know, you deserted me, Lord. And I'm walking. And, and, and you know how the poem goes. It's like, nobody You were curled up in the fetal position, son. You couldn't walk. I carried you through those times. I carried you through those times. I was with you in all that. That's the kind of God we serve. That's the kind of God I have. That's the kind of God that walks by my side. That he is with me in the middle of that. And not only is he in the middle of that, you know, he reminds me of like, Wow, I have a plan for you, Rife. I have a plan for you. Joel 2, 28 and 29. It's a plan to prosper you and not harm you. I know it looks like this is not what you want it to be. I know it looks like, but Rife, my ways are higher than your ways. Rife, I know better than you. Rife, I can see from a celestial point of view. I see outside of time. You see linear. You see chronological. Trust me, Rife. And it's when I just curl up into the Father's arms and I'm like, God, I do trust you. Daddy, I do trust you. When he was walking through that area. Now, you you understand. Like, we typically avoid those kind of places. Like, if we were Jesus, the other religious leaders of the day avoided those kind of areas. He did not have to go through Samaria. He did not have to go through Samaria. Unless he was fishing. That's the only reason. I think I'm going to just, let's let's go through some area. Most of the time we'll be like, we're going to avoid that area. The traffic's bad. Or that's a rough part of town right there. Like I knew, my mom put the fear of God in me in Greenville, my small town. And she's like, you don't go down this street. You don't go down this street. And I never went down those streets until I was an adult. I told you all that story. I'm like, I'm going to drive down Nelson Street. I've never been down Nelson Street. I want like but I think I'm old enough now and I'm like man this actually don't look too much different than the rest of the town, <laughs> you know, to be honest with you, parts that I grew up in. But we would avoid those problematic. Jesus embraced the problematic. I'll bet you he was on a fishing expedition. He is just going to go, I don't know, I found a woman at the well here last time. Let's, let's go down through here and see what we find today. And all of the sudden, you have these guys. Hey, man, let me hold a dollar. Let me hold a dollar. Y'all have those people in your world? Y'all have those people in your world? They see me coming and it's like, yo, bro, won't you let a brother hold a dollar? They're wanting something from me. All right. So here are these 10 lepers and they're like, yo, Jesus, Jesus, sir, master. You ever had people, you know, what's up, boss, man? What's up, boss, man? I ain't your boss. Cause if I was your boss, you'd be doing a better job, you know, but they're addressing me as boss, but I'm not their boss. They addressed him as Master. They addressed him as master. Now, if you look up that word, in, uh, it's epistates in the Greek. And what that means is teacher, master. It actually means like commander over something. So they're basically calling out and labeling him, Hey, ma- hey, teacher, teacher. Hey, master. Hey, hey uh, commander over my life. Hey, boss man. Hey, boss man. They're calling out to him. But we see later in the story, they don't mean that. They don't mean that. They're they're looking for something. And they're like, have pity on us. Now here's the deal. Some of these like pity, eleeo is the Greek word there. Now, I don't typically give you a ton of Greek words, but I just went in and I, I was studying so many of these words. Elieo is a word for pity or mercy, and it means like have compassion on us. But when you dive deep in the study of that word, it not just doesn't just mean like have compati- compassion. It's like, hey, have empathy, but we want you to experience what we're experiencing, Jesus. That's what they're saying, like, hey, Jesus, will you, will you feel what we're feeling? Jesus, will you walk a mile in our shoes? Jesus, will you be a leper for just a minute? Put yourself in my position, Jesus. Would you be a leper for a moment? Just, just consider, if you were a leper, would, would, would you have pity on somebody like me? Can I tell you, man, our God is the God that feels everything that we feel. Our God is the God that feels everything that you and I go through. And they're calling out to him with a loud voice. Now, if you read down through this again, it says that they shouted out in one version or one translation. In another, it says they lifted up their voice. In others, it might say they cried out. And so I picked up that they had this loud voice. Here's the Greek words for that. They had a loud voice when they were calling out to him, and then when that one leper came back, he also cried out in a loud voice. This is so powerful. So Iro, the Greek word there, means this. It just means loud or elevated. So they just got loud because they got to get his attention, all right? Oh, this is so good. If you only knew what was coming, guys, they just elevate their voices. Hey, dude, oh, 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 oh. here he comes, here he comes, here he comes. Jesus! Hey, hey! See, they, can't, they, have, to, they have to project because they can't go near him because they're outcasts. Jesus! 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 Ho! Yo! Master! Oh, here he's he coming, he's coming, he's coming. They just elevated their voice. It just got loud. But look at, let's see, uh, verse 15. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting. With a loud voice is what my translation says. The Greek there, word there is megas. And it's where we get megaphone from. This is what megas means. It means spacious and grand majestic and honoring see when they had a need they're just like i just got to get somebody's attention i gotta get loud i gotta be the squeaky wheel in the room jesus come on over here bro let me hold a dollar let me hold a dollar come on over here Have, have mercy on us have pity on us you see what i'm saying they called him master but it wasn't in a in a eloquent way but oh my god when he got healed When he saw that he got healed, which there was evidence that he's looking, he comes back and it's not, yo, 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 Jesus! Come on, bro! It wasn't that. It was a whole different loud. It was like, master, master! Look! 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 It's like Naaman, you know? Oh, my God! Look, look! Oh, oh father and he and he he bows down and it's this grand majestic honoring loud that's in the room he's not just making noise he is pouring out praise to god and here's what i want us to take away today guys is this is that my petition should never be louder than my praise God, you don't understand what I'm going through. You don't understand. God, if you'll just heal me of this cancer, if you'll just heal me of this cancer. My friends, I have, I'm I'm telling you, I remember there was a time where I asked a lady, she had cancer, and I asked her, why do you want to be healed? See, because I had a feeling. God's going to heal you of your cancer, and your life's not going to change. Now, this might be, not theologically correct. I'm not preaching this as biblical truth. But I asked her, I said, why do you want to be healed? And she began to tell me a little bit about, you know, well, number one, I don't want to be sick. I mean, she looked at me like, what do you mean? Why Nobody wants stage four cancer. And I said, I'm just wondering, because to live is Christ and to die is gain. Now you have to understand, I'm a friend of this person. This is not just some stranger. But I've got a relationship with her. And I said, but to live is Christ and to die is gain. Here's why I ask you, why do you want to be healed? Because if he heals you, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? And if you're not going to do anything with it, because you're not doing anything with it now. It's better for you to die and just go be with Christ. But if you really want to be healed, let's believe for healing. Watch God heal you. And this woman had actually had a great ministry to homosexuals in in years past. And I mean, come on, is that, we need that way more than we needed it probably back then, it seems like. It's a beautiful ministry. To the homosexual LGBTQ community. And at that time. It wasn't even labeled that. So that tells you how far back this goes. Alright. The Lord healed her. And to my knowledge. Nothing. Doing nothing for the Lord. Alright. So I'm not saying that to condemn her. What I'm saying is. There was this loud. Petition. It was throughout churches in Baldwin County. Everybody's praying for this woman. We love this woman. We love. But on the other side of that healing, there's not the same kind of. Woo! There's not the same kind of fervor. Man, I'm just telling you that our petitions should never eclipse our praise our petitions to the lord our requests to god should never be louder than our praise like we should give god the praise he deserves yes we come to the lord with petition next week pastor wesley is going to be sharing with you uh uh, on on this last point of supplication of pouring our heart out what that looks like and and you know that's an important part but when these guys When God healed them, what happened is they were cleansed. They were healed. They were made well. All right? And so there's four times in this short little amount of scripture that he points out. Have mercy on us. And as they went their way, they were cleansed. The second time, uh, it uses the word, uh, when he saw his skin, he was healed, all right, that's the second, cleansed, healed, all right, it goes down, Jesus, when he came back, he said, didn't I heal all ten, that's the third time, and then the last time, he says, get up, your faith has made you well, so four times, there's a, uh, synonym of the word healed, to be made well used, all right? So I'm going to point out these three ways because one one of them's doubled up. So cleansed, this is carthazo. It's a physical healing. When they were crying out, this is what they were looking for. You got it? Oh, these are so good. good. All I want is to be healed. I do not want to hurt anymore. I don't want to be separated, ostracized. Me, 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 me. It's all about me, 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 and what I don't want, and I'm tired of this. And, you know, can you just make all of that right for me, God? That's what their petition was. The second thing is this. It says that when they were healed, when he saw that he was healed, all right, iomai that greek word there means to be physically healed but that greek word is also used in scripture in instances where people were they had an epiphany oh this is why that's happening there's an awareness of sin oh this is why i keep ending up in this place that leads to salvation, not necessarily eternal security, salvation. Like, oh, if I don't eat that at midnight, I'm not going to have indigestion. So I'll eat that at 6 p.m. and not midnight. It's, are you following me? So this word, healed, when the guy is healed physically, man, we got what we asked for. But with God, you always get more than you ask for he realized, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Not only am I healed, but that guy was, hold on. Now, hold me. I could say this. This is is the teacher coming out in me. Teachers have to have documentation for their stuff. So this is my disclaimer, because I don't want to be labeled a false teacher, even though I have been. I don't know where this falls chronologically in the history where Jesus met the woman at the well, if he met her before this, or if he met her after these guys. Some Y'all, y'all go figure it out. Personally, I don't care. Uh, but I'm telling a story, and, and, and I might mix the chronology up. So this part might not be biblically accurate. Are you following me? It's my disclaimer. But what if, if it did happen like this in chron- chronology and he's going, oh, my God. Master, 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 master. Oh, I remember the woman at the well. She came. Remember, she said the Messiah that we've been looking for. Come see a man that told me everything that I ever. That's that guy. Oh, my. pooh, Mind blown and he gets this moment of revelation all right now i'm back on biblical track all that might have happened but 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 what happened is he's like he's having this epiphany of who jesus is and he's like oh my god that's the master that's the master and i've got to go back and i've got to thank him and so he goes back and he thanks him and he's coming in with this grand he he sees him now not as just some guy Not just some rabbi, not just some teacher, not just some leader. It's like, you're the one, right? You're the one. You're the one. You're the one. You're the one who did this, right? It's a totally different scene. It's a totally different loudness. But guys, it gets better. Music come so that I can start slowing down. When Jesus says, your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you whole. This is a totally different class of healing, guys. The Greek word there is sozo. It means physically healed. Delivered. He delivered him from that mindset. It means you're eternally secure. When was the moment... You got saved, when was the moment you got saved? Was it when you prayed the quote sinner's prayer in vacation Bible school? I always thought that you know there's this moment that you come, you get up, you come down front, and that's when you you said the words my friend. You were saved before you ever got out of that chair. Because somewhere back there you believed. Somewhere that guy got saved. Oh, we don't see any religious work in here like, what must I do to be saved? He was already saved. Sodzo had come to him. Why? How do I know that? Jesus said it jesus said they don't use that word they don't use that word for just anything like we would put it in this kind of vernacular today man you wasn't just healed you was healed healed are you following me that's what he's saying right here he's like son you weren't just healed You were made whole. You were made whole. Somewhere in that man's realization, he's like, oh my God. What? Are you kidding me? Oh my God. That's who he is. And somewhere in those quick, 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 quick things happening, going to be my master. Somewhere in there, he got saved because this is what Jesus says. Pastor Rife, are you stretching? No, friend. I know what I'm talking about. I'm trained in this. I'm skilled in it and I'm a veteran. Jesus says this. He said, I did not come to condemn the world. I came to, so so, the world. The same word that we use for salvation is translated there for save, salvation, eternally secure. I came to make the world eternally secure. Jesus is using that same word right here, and he's like, "Son, where are the other nine? Didn't I heal all nine of them? Didn't I heal all nine of them? Didn't I?" Pry? Did not provide salvation so-and-so for all of them? How is it that? And he's just going like this, man. He's just, how is it that a foreigner, you weren't raised in church. You don't know these stories. You're a Samaritan. You don't know this. How is it that the other nine and you know in that group there were, there were people of faith. How do we know that? Because Jesus differentiates the crowd. He says, this foreigner, this foreigner, one who is not like me, not like us, the disciples. How is it that this foreigner is smarter than the whole bunch? And he says, son, get up, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. This is where I want to leave us, guys. Can we just, as a church family, begin to make this declaration, commitment, that we would be intentional about our praise, about our thanksgiving? I'm going to help you how, how to do that in a practical way in just a second. But not letting our petition be louder than our praise. It's so easy, man, to focus on my physical, natural needs. It's so easy for us to think about the budgets and the bills and the physical aches and the uh, problems that we have with our bodies or the things that we don't have that we're lacking. So easy to get caught up on that to think about like, but what do we have? What do I have that God could work with Praising Him in the in-between. That wherever you are, and we're always there somewhere. Sometimes the in-between is a little rougher, sometimes. But wherever we are in the in-between, that we'll praise Him in the middle of the in-between. This is how I want you to carry this out this week. All right, so this is Thanksgiving week. Everybody's thinking about things to be thankful for. After this week, that'll be gone. The majority of people will go back to thinking, you know, just how they think. I'm asking you to be different. Begin to create intentional opportunities for you to give thanks to God for the blessings that He has for you. As I was talking in a rally this morning with... uh, Actually, listening in rally this morning, and they're like, Why do we wait for people to die? Why do we wait for people to, t- to die to tell them how much we love them and how much we appreciate about them? Why not do it? Why not throw a living party instead of a funeral? Why not throw a party for somebody and say, This is an honor for you? We're just gonna tell you what a great guy you are, what a great gal you are. We're just gonna love on you, but being intentional about it and making lists and that's part of what we're going to do. Beginning today for the next seven days our uh, guests, our, our greeters are going to hand every person one of these little post-its and um, I want you to for the next seven days choose one thing that you'll be thankful for. Write it on there and this is what I'm going to ask you to do. <clears throat> you can do it any way you want to but this is how I'm going to ask you to do don't go in and fill it all in. Okay? I'm thankful for my kids and my health and my car and my cutie dog. and Don't, don't, don't go fill it all out. Just say, God, I'm thankful for this today. And every day you just choose one thing. I'm going to ask you to do this. Don't choose all the Jesus answers. Don't choose all the... It's okay to just be... You know, I came back one year from Honduras first trip I ever uh, went to Honduras and when I came back um, there were so many children with rotted teeth and even adults that their teeth were rotted into the gums and uh, so Martin and Wendy who were uh, also missionaries down there we began to collect toothbrushes because I said what is the deal with everybody's teeth that their their teeth are black like, I don't mean they're rotting. Their teeth are literally black. It just looks like they're, you know, they're not white. They're black. What is the deal? And they're like, they don't have the resources. They don't have, that's hard to believe. I don't even think that's an issue as much where y'all are now, is it? Has, has it improved? Um, she said not as much, but it's still, but they don't even have toothbrushes. They don't have toothpaste. They don't have those kind of things for oral care and uh, so we began for years we would just collect toothbrushes and all kinds of things for them and then we would go back and over the years and I would ask them and I would say to some of the little kids you know because they're gathered around us and I would say to them so do you have a toothbrush? yeah we have a toothbrush oh well that's interesting and they're like you know I, my brother and my dad and we all they all use the same toothbrush they just have one toothbrush in their house man I'm flying back across the Gulf, and I'm just saying, Lord, thank you Uh, that I got a toothbrush in my overnight bag, I got a toothbrush in the shower, I got a toothbrush in my drawer beside my sink. I'm high class now because my wife about a year ago bought me an electric toothbrush. I don't even have to move. I just have to sit there with that thing in my mouth and it's just going jigga 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 jigga. Thank you for toothbrushes, God. And I'm just like, God, we take so many things in our world for granted. Thank you. Thank you, God, for these shoes that I got on. Thank you, Lord, for pants, thank you for underwear God thank you for eyewear thank you for all of these things Father so I don't want you to go fill it all out because I want you to get creative and I don't want you to use all the Bible answers, I'm happy that God is my salvation I'm thankful Lord that you sanctified me, I'm glad that I got the Holy Ghost, those are all amazing things You'd be crazy not to be thankful for that. Let God bring to memory of just the simple little things that he has blessed us with. And be thankful for that. I love you. It's a great day in the house of the Lord. I bless you today as you go out and you have your time with your family. Stay away from politics and religion. Don't get any fist fights and empty your pants of pocket knives before you go to the table. Um, we don't want no stabbings at the, at the table. I bless you with your family. When you're with your family or your friends, whoever they are, listen to me, all jokes aside. With me, it's a mixed bag. I'll be serious one minute and joking the next. But when you're with your family, I pray that you see your family through the eyes of Jesus. Not your eyes. Not your trauma eyes. Not the trauma that they caused you. I pray that when you're seeing your, oh, Jesus, come on now. That when you're looking at your family, that when you're around them, it doesn't matter what their political views, their cultural views, views on different things that you could easily get in arguments with and, and everything. If that stuff even remotely tries to come up, just look at them and say, hey, man, I love you too much to talk about that. Let's have fun and just leave that aside. We're not. If they won't let you, let it go, get up and say, "I love you, buddy." When you're just ready to love me and us, just not argue. I'll be back. I'm going to get some apple pie. All right. See them through the eyes of Jesus.